Chapter Eight of the Mystery of the Sycamore by Carolyn Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Confession. Before Sam Appleby left the next morning, he confided to Keefe that he had little, if any, faith in the detective prowess of the two men investigating the case. When I come back, he said, I may bring a real detective, and I may not. I want to think this thing over first, and, though I may be a queer dick, I'm not sure I want the slayer of my father found. I see, and Keefe nodded his head understandingly, but Geoffrey Allen demurred. You say that, Mr. Appleby, because you think one of the Wheeler family is the guilty party. But I know better. I know them so well. Not as well as I do interrupted appleby and neither do you know all the points of the feud that has festered for so many years if you'll take my advice mr allen you'll delay action until my return at least the detectives won't do that objected geoffrey the detectives will run around in circles and get nowhere scoffed appleby i shall be back as soon as possible and i don't mind telling you now that there will be no election campaign for me what exclaimed curtis keefe you're out of the running positively i may take it up again some other year but this campaign will not include my name my gracious exclaimed genevieve who knew a great deal about current politics who'll take your place a dark horse likely returned appleby speaking in an absorbed preoccupied manner as if caring little who fell heir to his candidacy. "'I don't agree with you, Mr. Appleby,' spoke up Jeff Allen, "'as to the inefficiency of the two men on this case. "'Seems to me they're doing all they can, "'and I can't help thinking they may get at the truth.' "'All right, if they get at the truth, "'but it's my opinion that the truth of this matter "'is not going to be so easily discovered.' and those two bundlers may do a great deal of harm good-bye maida keep up a good heart my girl the group on the veranda said good-bye to sam appleby and he turned back as he stepped into the car to say i'll be back as soon as the funeral is over and until then be careful what you say all of you he looked seriously at maida but his glance turned toward the den where Mr. Wheeler sat in solitude. "'I heard him,' stormed Burden, as the car drove away and the detective came around the corner of the veranda. "'I heard what he said about me and Hallen. "'Well, we'll show him. "'Of course, the reason he talks like that—' "'Don't tell us the reason just now,' interrupted Keefe. "'We men will have a little session of our own, without the ladies present.' there's no call for their participation in our talk that's right said allan maida you and miss lane run away and we'll go to the den for a chat no not there objected burden come over and sit under the big sycamore and so beneath the historic tree the three men sat down for a serious talk hallan soon joined them but he said little I'm leaving myself soon afternoon, said Keefe. I'll be back in a day or two, but there are matters of importance connected with Mr. Appleby's estate that must be looked after. I should think there must be, exclaimed Burden. 
I don't see how you can leave to come back very soon. Keefe reddened slightly, for the real reason for his intended return was centered in Maida Wheeler's charm, to which he had incontinently succumbed. He knew Allen was her suitor, but his nature was such that he believed in his own powers of persuasion to induce the girl to transfer her affections to his more desirable self. But he only looked thoughtfully at Burton and said, There are matters here, also, that require attention in Mr. Appleby's interests. Well, Burton went on, as to the murder, there's no doubt that it was the work of one of the three wheelers. Nobody else had any reason to wish old Appleby out of the world. You forget me, said Allen in a tense voice. My interests are one with the wheelers. If they had such a motive as you ascribe to them, I had the same. Don't waste time in such talk, said Kirk Keefe. I saw you, Allen, at the fire during the whole time that covered the opportunity for the murder. Of course, agreed Burden. I've looked into all that, and so, as I say, it must have been one member of the Wheeler family, for there's no one else to suspect, including Mrs. Wheeler, quietly put in Hallen. How absurd, flared out Allen. It's bad enough to suspect the other two, but to think of Mrs. Wheeler is ridiculous. Not at all, said Burton. She has the same motive. She had opportunity. How do you know? asked Keefe. She ran down from her room at that very moment, stated Burton. I have the testimony of one of the upstairs maids, and also I believe Miss Wheeler saw her mother in the den. Look here, said Hallen, in his slow, drawling tones. Let's reconstruct the situation. You two men were at the fire, that much is certain, so you can't be suspected but all three of the wheelers had absolute opportunity and they had motive now as i look at it one of those three was the criminal and the other two saw the deed wherefore the two onlookers will do all they can to shield the murderer keefe stared at him you really believe that he said sure i do nobody else had either motive or opportunity I don't for one minute believe in an outsider. Who could happen along at that particular moment, get away with the shooting, and then get away himself? Why, it could have been done, mused Keefe. And Allen broke in eagerly. Of course it could. There's nothing to prove it impossible. You two say that because you want it to be that way, said Burden, smiling at the two young men. That's all right. You're both friends of the family, and can't bear to suspect any one of them. But facts remain. Now let's see which of the three it most likely was. The old man, declared Hallen promptly. Nonsense, cried Allen. Mr. Wheeler is incapable of a deed like that. Why, I have known him for years. Don't talk about incapable of anything, said Burden. Most murderers are people whom their friends consider incapable of such a deed. A man who is generally adjudged capable of it is not found in polite society. Where's the weapon? asked Keefe abruptly. If Mr. Wheeler did it. Where's the weapon whoever did it? countered Burden. The weapon hasn't been found, though I've hunted hard. 
but that helps to prove it was one of the family for they would know where to hide a revolver securely if it was mr wheeler he'd have to hide it in the den said allen he never goes over to the other side of the house you know it isn't in the den Allen spoke positively i hunted that myself you seem sure of your statement said keefe couldn't you have overlooked it positively not no he couldn't concurred burden Allen's a wonderful hunter if that revolver had been hidden in the den he'd have found it that's why i think it was mrs wheeler and she took it back to her own rooms oh not mrs wheeler groaned jeff allen that dear sweet woman couldn't incapable of murder i suppose ironically said burden let me tell you sir many a time a dear sweet woman has done extraordinary things for the sake of her husband or children but what motive would mrs wheeler have the same as the others appleby was a thorn in their flesh an enemy of many years standing and i've heard hints of another reason for the family's hating him besides that conditional pardon business but no matter about that now what i want is evidence against somebody against one of three suspects until i get some definite evidence i can't tell which of the three is most likely the one seems to me the fact that mrs wheeler ran downstairs and back again is enough to indicate some pretty close questioning of her suggested Hallen oh please begged allan she's so upset and distracted of course she is but that's the reason we must ask her about it now when she gets calmed down and gets a fine yarn concocted there'll be small use asking her anything i'd tackle the old man first said Hallen. i think on general principles he's the one to make inquiries of before you go to the ladies let's go to him now no proposed burden let's send for him to come here this is away from the house and we can talk more freely i'll go for him offered allan seeing they were determined to carry out their plan not much said burden you're just aching to put a flea in his ear you go for him Hallen. the detective went to the house and returned with daniel wheeler at his side the suspected man stood straight and held himself fearlessly not an old man he was grayed with care and trouble but this morning he seemed strong and alert as any of them put your questions he said briefly as he seated himself on one of the many seats beneath the old sycamore first of all who do you think killed samuel appleby this question was shot at him by burden and all waited in silence for the answer i killed him myself was the straightforward reply that settles it said Hallen. it was one of the women what do you mean by that cried wheeler turning quickly toward the speaker i mean that either your wife or daughter did the deed and you are taking the crime on yourself to save her no reasserted dan wheeler you're wrong i killed appleby for good and sufficient reason i'm not sorry and i accept my fate wait a minute said Hallen, as keefe was about to protest where was your daughter miss maida when you killed your man i-i don't know i think she was gone to the fire which had just broken out you're not sure i am not 
She had been with you in the den? I don't know. Well, I know. She had. She had been sitting in her favorite window seat in the large bay and was there while you and Mr. Appleby were talking together. Also, she did not leave the room to go to the fire, for no one saw her anywhere near the burning garage. As to that, I can't say, went on Wheeler slowly, but she was not in the den, to my knowledge, at the time of the shooting. Very well, let that pass. Now then, Mr. Wheeler, if you shot Mr. Appleby, what did you afterward do with the revolver? I... I don't know. The man's face was convincing. His frank eyes testified to the truth of his words. I assure you I don't know. I was so... so bewildered that I must have dropped it. Somewhere. I never thought of it again. But if you had merely dropped it, it must have been found. And it hasn't been. Somebody else found it and secreted it, suggested Hallen. Probably Mr. Wheeler's wife or daughter. Perhaps so, assented Wheeler calmly. They might have thought to help me by secreting it. Have you asked them? Yes, and they deny all knowledge of it. So do I, but surely it will be found. It must be found, and therefore it is imperative that the rooms of the ladies as well as your own rooms, sir, be thoroughly searched. All right, go ahead and search. Wheeler spoke sharply. I've confessed the crime. Now waste no time in useless chattering. Get the evidence, get the proofs, and let the law take its course. You will not leave the premises, put in Hallen, and his tone was that of command rather than inquiry. I most certainly shall not, declared Wheeler, but I do ask you, gentlemen, to trouble and annoy my wife and daughter as little as possible. Their grief is sufficient reason for their being let alone. Hmm, grunted Burden. Well, sir, I can promise not to trouble the ladies more than is necessary, but I can't help feeling necessity will demand a great deal. Mrs. Wheeler was next interviewed, and the confab took place in her own sitting room. None of her family was allowed to be present and the four men filed into the room with various expressions of face. The two detectives were stolid-looking, but eagerly determined to do their work, while Allen and Keefe were alertly interested in finding out some way to be of help to Mrs. Wheeler. She received the men quietly, even graciously, sensing what they had come for. "'To start with, Mrs. Wheeler,' said Burton, frankly but not unkindly, who do you think killed Mr. Appleby? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, she wailed, losing her calm and becoming greatly agitated. Where were you when the shot was fired? asked Helen. I don't know. I didn't hear it. Then you were up in your own room? I suppose so. I don't know. You were up there when the fire broke out? Yes. I think I was. But you must know, Mrs. Wheeler, that is, you must know where you were when you first heard of the fire. Yes, yes, I was up in my bedroom. And who told you of the fire? My maid, Rachel. And then what did you do? I, I, I don't remember. You ran downstairs, didn't you? I don't remember. 
yes you did burton took up the reins you ran downstairs and just as you got down to the den you saw you saw your husband shoot mr appleby his harsh manner as he intended frightened the nervous woman and reduced her to the verge of collapse but after a gasping moment she recovered herself and cried out i did not i shot mr appleby myself that's why i'm so agitated i knew it exclaimed burton mr wheeler's confession was merely to save his wife now mrs wheeler i believe your story and i want all the particulars first why did you kill him be because he was my husband's enemy and i had stood it as long as i could hm and what did you do with the weapon you used i threw it out of the window and it dropped on the lawn not dropped i threw it far out as far as i could oh i see out of which window why why the one in the den the bay window but your daughter miss maida was sitting in the bay window no she was not mrs wheeler spoke emphatically now she was not in the room at all she had gone to the fire oh is that so and then what happened next why nothing i-i ran upstairs again appalled at what you had done not appalled so much as-as unnerved yes unnerved i fell on my bed and rachel looked after me ah yes we will interview rachel and so save you further harrowing details come on men let's strike while these irons are hot the four filed from the room and burton spoke in a low tone but excitedly come quickly there goes miss maida across the lawn we will take her next the maid rachel can wait inwardly rebelling but urged on by the others jeff allen went along and as burton stopped maida on her quick walk across the lawn jeff put his arm through that of the girl and said do as they tell you dear it's best to have this matter settled at once again the party grouped themselves under the old sycamore and this time maida was the target for their queries tell me all you know of the case she said peremptorily then i'll tell you what i know we know that the murder was committed by one of you three wheelers said burton brutally now both your parents have confessed to being the criminal what maida cried her face white and her eyes big and frightened yes madam just that now what have you to say are you going to confess also of course i am for i am the real criminal can't you see that my father and mother are both trying to shield me i did it because of that awful man's hold on my father take my confession and do with me what you will here's a state of things cried burton truly surprised at this new development the girl is telling the truth exclaimed curtis keefe not because he really thought so but his quick mind told him that it would be easier to get a young girl acquitted than an older person and he saw the plausibility of the detective's theory that it must have been one of the three wheelers all right burton went on then miss wheeler enlighten us as to details where's the weapon 
I don't have to tell you anything except that I did it. Do I, Geoffrey? Do I, Mr. Keefe? She looked at these two for help. No, Miss Wheeler, Keefe assured her. You needn't say a word without legal advice. But, Maida, Geoffrey groaned, you didn't do it. You know. You couldn't have. Yes, I did, Jeff. Maida's eyes were glittering and her voice was steady. Of course I did. I'd do anything to save father from any more persecution by that man. And there was to be more. Oh, don't let me talk. I mustn't. No, you mustn't, agreed Keefe. Now, Burden, you've got three confessions. What are you going to do with them? Going to find out which one is the true one, answered Burden with a dodged expression. I knew all the time it was one of the three and I'm not surprised that the other two are willing to perjure themselves to save the criminal. Also, there may have been collusion, suggested Howland. Of course, the other agreed, but we'll find out. The whole thing rests among the three. They must not be allowed to escape. I've no intention of running away, said Maida proudly. No one will run away, opined Howland sagariously the criminal will stand by the other two and the other two will stand by him or her as the case may be supplemented burden her maida assured him in the first place my mother was upstairs in her own room and my father was not in the den at the time i was there alone oh yes your father was in the den cried geoffrey imploringly no said maida not catching his meaning but howland caught it where was mr wheeler he asked i i don't know maida said well if he wasn't in the den and if he wasn't upstairs maybe he was in the big living room looking out at the fire yes yes i think he was maida agreed then howland went on then mr wheeler broke his parole and is due for punishment oh no maida moaned seeing where her statements had led i-i guess he was in the den after all and i guess you're making up as you go along opined mr howland chapter eight